Welcome to the G-Spot, the podcast that discusses topics relating to sex, dating and relationships with a focus on pleasure, connection and education. I'm your host, Heidi G, sex and relationship therapist, and I believe we are all entitled to a fulfilling sex life and relationships. The G-Spot, the best sex and relationship education you'll ever get. So today's episode is a follow-up from the online dating episode. You met online, been on a few dates, things are going well, but you're not sure where things are headed or how to bring it up. So I've invited the online dating expert again, Erica Etten. Erica is the founder of A Little Nudge, a consulting company that helps people navigate the world of online dating from first click to first date. She is also the author of the book, Love at First Sight, and the co-host of the popular dating podcast, So We Met Online. Erica studied economics at Cornwall University and received her MBA from Georgetown. She started a little nudge in 2011 after a seven-year career as an economist. She is responsible for many relationships, marriages, and the confidence some people simply need to get out there. A Little Nudge has been featured in media, including the New York Times, the Washington Post, CBS, and she currently writes a weekly column, a weekly daily column, I should say. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Erica. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. Me too. Um, so the first episode we um, discussed um, Profiles, the do's, the don'ts, um, your photos, uh, your bio, um, how to engage, you know, if um, someone sends a text message, you know, the type of conversations you can have, how Mm -hmm. to keep the conversations interesting. So I thought it would be good to have you back on um, to discuss, right, we've been on a few dates, things are going well, now what? How do we have that talk? You know, because I know that, um, and I hear this from a lot of people as well. Oh, um, things are going really, really good, and I'm a bit fearful that you know things might turn to shit. Or how do I bring up <laughs> with my partner? Um, hey, where are you at? Are we on the same page? What if I scare him or her off? Uh, th- I hear this uh, a lot. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I heard it already today. So, um, and by the way, you're coming to me from the future because (laughs) how far ahead are you? I think you're like 14 hours ahead of me, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I'm in your past, but, uh, it it is scary sometimes. And the reason it's scary is because we're afraid we're not going to get the answer we want. I think Mm -hmm. that's the scariest thing for most people because with most things in life, you can control the outcome. You know, if you say, uh, you know, sign up for one of those healthy, you know, food delivery meal plans, you know, you're going to eat healthier and you're probably going to be healthier because of it. Or if you, um, you know, if you pay a, I'm just thinking of examples, a life coach, for example, and you work on a few things and you really, you know, set your goals, you can accomplish them. But in dating, what we can't control is another person. And that's what makes people scared because we could be the best version of ourselves. But the reality of it is 
either someone likes us or someone doesn't. Yeah. And we can't do anything about that. And mm. so it does feel scary sometimes, but I think, I mean, kind of like homework, I think the anticipation is sometimes worse than the actual thing that you're anticipating. So, you know, just like, you know, who likes cleaning? I don't like cleaning. The mm-hmm. anticipation of thinking of cleaning my bathroom is so much worse than actually cleaning it. It probably takes yeah. 15 minutes, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. But I could think about it for three days before <laughs> I actually do it. And yeah. so I think this is one of those cases where you sort of have to just jump into the conversation, ready or not, and yeah. have it because there's never going to be a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's just that fear of rejection, right? Fear that, oh, what if the person's not on the same page as me? And and I, I guess as horrible as it is, you need to sort of prepare yourself as best you can for the worst. Well, I do. And, and in some situations, I do believe that ignorance is bliss, but mm. not in this situation. Because if you fear that the answer is not going to be what you want, and you mm. just hold on to it without asking... Yeah. You know you're not getting everything you need. Yeah. And unfortunately or fortunately, depending on the answer, that's information you need to have. Mm. And if yeah. someone can't give you what you're looking for, even though it'll be really hard in the moment, certainly easier early on than it will be Absolutely. later. Absolutely. That's right. Um, and and that's when, you know, you decide, okay, well, it's probably best we stay friends or maybe it's best we don't have any contact at all. Thank you for letting me know. You know, appreciate the person's honesty if they, you know, not on the same page as you and then, you know, move on. Um, And I don't mean that in a a horrible way, move on. Um, But like you said, it's best that you know earlier rather than later. Right. And I think we've all been in this situation, like no one is immune to it. I've certainly been in the situation where mm-hmm. I know the person is not as into starting a relationship as yes. I am. And I've certainly held on for longer than I should not asking yeah. because I knew I wasn't going to get the answer I wanted. Yeah. And I understand it. It's hard. And yeah. back to your question of like, when do you have the conversation? When do you take your profile down? I can't answer that. I mean, you have it when you want to have it, but I will Mm. say you have to be really explicit in Mm. that conversation about what, if you're going to be exclusive or not about what that means. So if you're going to be exclusive, you have to explicitly say, this means we are taking down our Tinder profiles, or this means that, you know, I won't see the person I've been casually seeing for the last six months. If you're going to be in an open relationship, you have to discuss the terms of that too. So get everything out in the open in that conversation because the last thing you want is to have that conversation. You think you're on the same page, but two months down the line, you see your partner checking his or her Bumble messages and you're like, um, I didn't think we were still doing that. And the other person says, well, we didn't say we weren't doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point as well because... Um, that can cause a lot of tension as mm-hmm. well. Just if you have those conversations early on, then you both know where you're at. So, 
Um, I've also heard of, um, yeah, a lot of um, arguments um, and a bit of resentment as well coming from that, oh, I saw that, you know, the guy I'm dating and have been yep. dating for two months still has his profile up. I'm like, well, did you have the conversation? Exactly. Exactly. I was put in an awkward position. This is, this is funny, but not. I was put in an awkward position once because, so I manage a lot of my clients' profiles, meaning I'm logging into their accounts. I'm seeing what they're doing, the messages, mm. all that stuff. And I had a, a client in New York in her 70s mm-hmm. who was seeing a man for like a year. And Look, I didn't know the details of their relationship. I didn't know if they were exclusive. I assumed they were. But then next thing I know, this is terrible. That same man writes to another one of my clients on yeah. Match.com. Oh, God. And I didn't know what to do because on the one hand, I shouldn't know this information that I now know. But no. on the other, it's not really my business because I don't know the nature of their relationship. And in the end, they ultimately... The, the guy was not looking for, for something long-term and, and they ended up breaking up. But I mean, <laughs> I could have told them that based on the fact that he was still on there after a year. But you yeah. know what? Yeah. If they never discussed it, then technically, I suppose, he wasn't doing anything wrong. I just felt completely awkward. Oh, I bet. I bet. Is that the first time that's happened? It's not the first. It's definitely the first time it's happened where someone was really dating someone who I was working with who then wrote yeah. to someone else but there's a ton of overlap because I work with a lot of people in mo- in major cities especially New York uh so I have a, a large demographic of women in their 30s and a large demographic of women in their 60s I work with both mm. men and women but yeah. so I see the same people over and over again and my clients love my insider information because even just now right before we were talking I was texting with someone she said, oh, this guy on Bumble is cute. And I said, oh, gosh, insider information. He got sexual and creepy with another one of my clients. And she was so right. grateful for that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important to know as well because even though there are so many success stories, um, there are, you know, a few not-so-great stories as well and some people who do take advantage and they're on there for um, – not the right reasons. Sure. I mean, that's, I mean, the overwhelming percentage of, I would assume people are on there for the right reasons unless they show you otherwise. But in this case, I was glad I could save her a little time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really good. Um, Now I wanted to ask you, so, you know, two people have been dating Mm -hmm. for few they've gone on a few dates things are going well I mean you did say in terms of taking down your profile um that needs to be a discussion um Mm -hmm. had with the person you're dating um in terms of keeping things interesting Mm -hmm. and what to do because this is something else that I see with my clients I'm worried that you know that the spark is going to go I'm worried that things are going to get boring I'm waiting for things to turn to shit because things have been so great so they're going to have to turn to shit anytime soon right Heidi so how oh my (laughs) what what um, suggestions or tips do you give your clients in order to you know um, keep things interesting I will say the minute you put the idea, not you, the minute one puts the Mm. idea out there that it's going to turn bad, 
you're sort of already dictating the outcome. Yeah. It's going to turn bad. Yeah. So, like not everything good will end. And mm-hmm. so don't, that's a very defeatist attitude. Yeah, <laughs> and I know yeah. a lot of my clients say something like that too. And look, here's the thing. We can't predict the future. Some of the best mm-hmm. marriages that we think are the best end. Um, yeah. And some relationships that start off rocky end up being some of the best. So mm-hmm. we can't predict the future. So stop trying. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's funny because I pretty much say that to my clients as well. Like, oh, you know, it's probably going to turn to shit. Or when it turns to shit, like, hmm, when it turns to shit. Okay, so if that's (laughs) what you're saying and if that's, you know, um, your mindset, it's going to turn to shit, then it probably will. Exactly. It'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy. But in terms of, like, keeping things exciting, especially with Mm. COVID, it has been hard because – uh, things are still closed and you can't really date the way you used to like yeah. a year ago. So, so yeah. uh, there are a lot of companies offering things online, shows online, cooking classes online. Uh, I've been encouraging people to do stuff like that trivia online. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make bets with yourselves. Like mm-hmm. um, I do this with a friend sometimes not in a dating situation, but like if we're having dinner Whoever can say a phrase that we make up first wins the prize. Like some ridiculous phrase. Like have yeah. fun, play with each other a little bit. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, what's the most important thing in life? What do we do the most? Talk. So you got to make sure you, you have fun talking to your partner. And mm. so you can't always do things to sort of um, hide the talking, if that makes sense. Like you can't always do things that are distracting. Make the talking part fun. Yeah, I like that. I like that because I think it's, um, you know, with texting and social media, um, it's quite easy just to get away with, you know, a um, an SMS. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so important to be able to talk to someone, to have those conversations. That's how you get to know them. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think there's so much to be said for having good banter with somebody, having similar senses of humor. And Mm. so whatever you can do to sort of lean into that, I think is a good idea. Like if you have, if you like, if you both like comedy, you know, even watch an online comedy show together and laugh, you'll see you're laughing at the same things that can really help. Yeah. Yeah. And we're really lucky, I guess, in this day and age that we have internet. So yeah. even though as, as horrible as, you know, COVID has been, um, you know, there are ways around it. Like you said, you know, you can do online um, things together and you can have those video chats as well. Hey, we can't meet up in person, but we can have the video chats. Um, that right. way you're still looking at each other, you're still engaging, you're still getting to know the person because it's very different when you're on the phone or when you're texting someone. I completely agree. And you can do activities while you're on the video chat. I mean, I even had a, yeah. a, a friend date tonight over FaceTime and we both cooked dinner while we were on the phone. It was really nice. nice. And so you, you can be creative that way. So what is the um, the COVID situation like um, where you are at the moment? Because things have kind of eased off here where I am in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess dating and meeting someone in person um, 
is a little bit easier here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we don't have nightclubs open, sure. but we do have um, some pubs and bars and restaurants and cafes and we now need to check in. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the people who are overseas, because I know that um, there are lots of listeners overseas who are still in lockdown, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I just wanted to know, Sorry, I'm not explaining myself properly. I just wanted to know what the situation was like. So I was kind of getting lost in my own story. Um, what the situation is like in terms of COVID and restrictions where you are, because I know it's different in every country. Yeah, well, um, our restaurants, I believe, are at 25% capacity right now. Okay. So indoors. So a lot of people are still doing outdoors. People are primarily still doing outdoors. And luckily, we're getting into spring and the weather is warming up again. And so yeah. it makes having a drink outside or taking a walk a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but, but it's definitely been difficult. I mean, people are sitting outside freezing, <laughs> freezing their touches off sometimes yeah. just to go on a date and, you know, we'll, we'll get past it, but it definitely hasn't been easy for anyone. Mm. Mm. No, it hasn't. It's been a weird situation. I remember this time last year in Sydney, this is, you know, when um, pretty much March last year is Mm -hmm. when the lockdowns started and I remember watching it on the news and thought, is this a joke? I know, we all did. I mean, (laughs) who, who knew? Who knew? So as we've mentioned, you know, having the talk and um, so, you know, where your partner's at and you're on the same page is really important. Right. But Erica, what tips um, can you give people on, you know, what they can say and how to approach people? Well. Their partner. <laughs> their dating. Their I people. mean, ultimately, you can say whatever the heck you want. <laughs> yes. I mean, communication is important in a relationship. It's the most important. And so Absolutely. best to start that early. So. I actually have a really good example. I got Mm. this email from a client like three days ago, and Mm. I'm just going to read it because I think it gives a really good example of what we're talking about and then the advice I gave her. So she said, I'm writing with a question I hope you can help with, blah, blah. I'm still seeing, we'll call him Jack, and really Mm. enjoy spending time with him, but I find it difficult to get a read on what he's thinking and feeling about me and our relationship. He's just Mm. not that forthcoming with what's going on inside his mind. Since I've only known him for five months, which interjecting Erica here, five months is a long time. Okay. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Since I've only known him for five months and we're still just getting to know each other, I'm not looking for any big statements or commitments, but am wondering how he's feeling about things and what is or isn't working about our relationship for him. What advice do you have on how to ask this? I suppose one way is to just be direct and ask him, how are you feeling about our relationship and what do you enjoy about it? And are there things that don't work so well for you? But I don't want to come across as needy or make him feel pressured. Mm. And so that's the email. And after I read that, I hated that she thought asking what she wants to ask would make her feel needy. Needy. I know. You know Asking someone to call you 10 times a day, that's needy. It's different. Oh, absolutely. And so I wrote back, I think you answered your own question. Just be direct and ask him, how are you feeling about our relationship? 
What do you enjoy mm-hmm. about it? And are there things that don't work so well for you? I just copied mm-hmm. and pasted what she wrote. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, let's say you're asking him this rocks the boat in some way. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's information you should know? You want someone who can communicate, not run at the first sign of serious talk. Having a talk mm-hmm. about your feelings and asking questions isn't needy. It's confident and mature. It's also not needy to tell him you need more verbal communication from him. It's honest. And as I told her, for many women, words of affirmation are one of the top five love language of the top Mm -hmm. five languages. And then I said, I don't want to diminish the fact that I know how hard it can feel sometimes, especially in our heads, but it'll be much easier in person if you rip off the bandaid and tell him you'd like to talk about the relationship. If that Mm -hmm. sends him running, then so be it but I don't think it will. In fact, I think how he handles it will be both telling and give you peace of mind. I like it. I like it. And that's so true. It's so true. I mean, five months, that's a good amount of time. That's a really good amount of time. <laughs> um, how? I know you won't know, but based on that email, how old do you think they are? Mm. I'm thinking, I was going to say middle age, but what's middle age? These what is days? middle age? I don't know. <laughs> Mid-30s, 40s? Early 50s. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so she's been married. She has two teenagers. He's Mm. never been married. And she actually said something interesting, sort of off topic. Mm. You know how a lot of probably your clients, mine, um, are sometimes weary of someone over a certain age, I don't know what that age is, who have never been married? Mm-hmm. she was at first too and then she yeah. said to me erica i love that he's never been married there's no baggage yeah. there's no ex i have to deal with and i'm like yes preach yeah, <laughs> yeah. so anyway yeah. i don't know what she ended up doing she hasn't gotten back to me yet which <clears throat> i will say is a pet peeve i wrote a nice message i really need to thank you <laughs> but uh I am curious to know what she decides but i hope she feels comfortable and confident enough in herself to ask for what she needs. Mm. And you're right. It's not being needy. It's being confident, which I think is very attractive. And it's best that you know, rather than assume or play these scenarios in your head and go crazy, Mm -hmm. why not ask? So, you know, and like you said, if he doesn't want to commit, um, doesn't want to take any, you know, the relationship any further, best you know now rather than, you know, being strung along or maybe that's not the right word, but, you know, seeing each other for like another five months mm-hmm. and then exactly. seeing, okay, <laughs> exactly. where are things at? Mm. And it is hard when you like someone because yeah. you don't want to rock the boat. But like I said mm-hmm. to her, if you asking a simple question or expressing yourself rocks the boat, you need to know that. Yeah. You just, you need to, I, I still remember once my own situation, I really liked someone and I knew mm-hmm. he wasn't as into it as I was. And I asked him one night, I felt like, I felt like, I felt like he was prioritizing everyone else, but me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I, I sometimes feel like an afterthought. And it was really hard for me to say that to him because mm-hmm. I was afraid he would agree and say, you're right. I don't want to see you anymore. And that is what happened. And even though I was not happy about it, I was Mm. proud of myself and glad I knew where I stood. Mm. Mm. Yes, I think um, 
I think a lot of us have been there. You just that story just uh, brought back memories for me. When mm-hmm. I um in a previous relationship, just you know, you, you know when things are just off, you just not know, quite right? And um, you, you think to yourself, okay, I've got to have this talk. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be hard, but. Mm-hmm. I have to have this talk. I mean, my partner is being distant. Mm-hmm. We're not having sex as often as we used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is going on? You know, and, and even though we're in the same room, um, and you know, we don't usually at the time we didn't see a lot of each other during the week because of work commitments. Right. Um, so we were in the same room, and usually would be all over each other. Or hey, how was your week? No, there was mm-hmm. none of that. So had to have the uh, the tough conversation and even though it was really hard and heartbreaking and I felt like I'd been stabbed in the heart a million times, um, it was best that I knew. Absolutely. And, and I don't want to get people down. Like this should be exciting too. Like if, if, you, if things are going real, you know, if things are going really well with someone and you yeah. have that talk, I mean, hopefully that leads to a response you want, which is like, yeah, I'm not seeing other people either. Let's do this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think this is what we, yeah, we need to encourage people to have the talk. So many people are so scared or they just, you know, don't want to um, be vulnerable. And a part of intimacy is being vulnerable. It's communicating, knowing where you stand because you deserve to know. You have a right to know. Well, absolutely. and if things are going great, then fantastic, and they can continue going great. Um, but it doesn't mean that they will go great if you don't have that talk, or by having that talk, things going to turn to shit. Right. It's you know, it can be even better, next level. <laughs> Absolutely, and I will say though, when someone makes you feel secure, mm. you're not going to have all of this anxiety around talking about it because when it comes mm. down to it, like people are pretty transparent. If they want to see you, they'll make time to see you. If they Mm -hmm. don't, they won't. And I hate that that's the case because you probably have to also be the bearer of bad news sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes coming from the outside, we can see things that you can't see for yourself because you're in the situation. And, you know, I'm sure you and I can both see sometimes when someone just isn't making the effort anymore. And Mm. That sort of is the answer in itself. If you're that worried about feeling needy or rocking the boat or whatever, then unfortunately, I, I, I think your gut is probably telling you something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, relationships are hard. Dating is hard. That's why people like you and I are around. <laughs> That's absolutely true. I mean, gosh, I don't know about you. I feel like I'm interpreting people's text messages every day. Just every day I get a screenshot of, what does this mean? What does this mean? And coming from the outside, like, I love doing that. I think it's fun. Yeah. But, yeah. but like, I understand how hard it is to read it if you're in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, um, text messages and phone conversations are very different to the face-to-face conversations. Absolutely. So that's why we need more um, face-to-face communication. Right. Um, and people need to keep working on their interpersonal skills as great as um, a really quick 
text message can be at times when it comes to relationships, when it comes to feelings, yep. we need to be able to have those talks. Absolutely. It's so important. Yeah. And I, I drill this into my clients a lot. Oh, well, I was pissed off with my client, so I, oh, my partner, brother, so <laughs> not me, um, <laughs> I was pissed off with my partner and I sent him or I sent her a text saying, oh, and I'm no. like, no, 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 no more text messages. Yeah. So it's important to have that talk face to face. So absolutely. So I have one more example that also yeah. just happened today because, yeah. because this is a daily Funny. thing in our profession. So <laughs> a female client of mine, this time early 30s, went on three dates with a guy and she's really into him. And mm. he hasn't texted her over the last few days. And she, what do I do? Do I check in? Do I this? Do I that? I said, sure, check in if you want. Like, What's the harm? Mm. And he wrote back and it was a pretty like non-committal response. Just like, oh, my week's going well, blah, blah. So mm. she asked, well, what do I do? Uh, she said, he's proposed the first three dates. Do I? So I said, and, and I'm sort of tough love with people. Mm. I said, to be honest, I think if he wanted to see you again, he would have made some reference to it. Yeah. And I said, if you're comfortable with this, you can say something like, hey. So I've enjoyed all of the time we've spent together so far. I can't tell mm -hmm. from your texts or our last date if you wanted to keep getting to know each other. I definitely do, but I can't tell from your end. And then mm -hmm. that's honest, hard, but honest. And then I told yeah. her, I said, I honestly think there's going to be a kind rejection to that message, but I want you to know, even if it's not the answer you want, it's okay to make yourself vulnerable to get answers. Yeah, absolutely. No nonsense I here. Yeah, no, but I like that response, and that's so true. You need to know it's where real. Are if you don't know, ask. Mm, mm. And I've I have to admit, in the past, I have been in situations like that as well. We all um, have been. Yeah, yeah. Sending a text message, getting a half-assed response, and then thinking, oh. Um, and I guess the the mistake that I have made in the past is that if I get a response where I sense no, they're not interested, or something's going on in their end and I don't know uh, the attention that I once was getting is no longer there mm -hmm. I just think okay well I'm gonna back off then and perhaps I could have taken what your advice or what you suggested and said hey um you know our last few dates were good and I'm sensing x y and z mm -hmm. just so I get a clear picture because admittedly in the past I've also you know made scenarios up in my head oh we're <laughs> so good as people we're so good at inventing stories mm -hmm. worst case scenarios and and look I never heard from that person again so you know it was fine but um I think that rather than just leaving it I could have just said hey um you know followed it up with what you suggested and then you know ended on a sort of nice note rather than no contact. Yeah, I give some controversial advice about that that some people, mm. most people don't agree with, but I'm okay mm. with that. So not in this situation necessarily, but if someone, I still hate the word ghosting, but if someone is ghosting you, um, mm. most people will just back off because they got their answer, which is no answer. But yeah. I, as a person and a dating coach, like closure. And so yeah. I often will suggest to people, I'd say maybe 15% of people actually take the advice, which is fine. I often suggest to people saying like, hey, disappointed I never heard back from you. I had really enjoyed getting to know you and wish you the best. 
That way, one, it provides closure for yourself when you didn't get it from the other person. Two, if it makes the other person feel a little badly, good. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that suggestion, actually. So I I like closure. And if I'm not getting it from someone else, I'm going to get it from myself. And and the point of that last message is not for the other person to respond. It's just, it's for you. For you. Yeah, absolutely. I really do like that. So before we finish up, any more tips, suggestions, comments that you want to make? In general, in life? I could talk all day. Yeah, I would say, I mean, kind of similar to what we're talking about in terms of like, we're really good at inventing stories in our head. We're also yeah. good at making assumptions about people. So I would just say about online dating or dating in general, Let's try stop trying to make assumptions about people mm. based on one little thing. So yeah. like I was saying earlier with the the guy who's never been married, you know, people might assume, mm-hmm. oh, this person's afraid of commitment. Well, that's not, we don't know their story. And so yeah. it's really easy to come up with reasons to find something wrong with someone. Let's, let's try to not guess at things and actually get to know people and find reasons to find things right with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I love that actually find things right with them rather than finding things wrong with them. Look, if you're looking for it, you'll find it. You know, they say about statistics, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. I studied economics. They say Mm -hmm. the data can tell you it can paint whatever picture you want. Like if you organize the data, you, you can tell any story with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's so true with people too. Like if you're looking for something, you will find it. If you're looking for, if you think someone is selfish because of X, Y, Z, you'll find examples of how they're selfish. Stop looking so hard. Yeah, that's true. And look, we all deserve happiness and let's, you know, we don't know how um, the the dating world is going to go when we Mm -hmm. put ourselves out there, but why not enjoy it? Have fun and have fun getting to know people. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. And that just makes me Yeah, I just, that's what I encourage for everyone. Just get to know someone and it's okay to close doors if someone is not Mm -hmm. for you, but don't Mm -hmm. close doors based on an assumption. Yeah, yeah. And I had to learn the hard way with that as well. The assumption, the narrative. Oh, yeah. Yes. So (laughs) that's why I try and um, practice what I preach to my clients. I say, well, I assume. I think that's (laughs) great. People always ask me to like, do you practice what you preach? Cause I've had the business now just about 10 years and yeah. throughout the course of 10 years, I've been in relationships and I've been not in relationships and people say, do you practice what you preach? And I say, no, I preach what I practice. Like I would never tell you to do something that I personally wouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Um, so if people want to contact you look you up stalk you in a non-creepy way how can they do that erica i love when people stalk me in a non-creepy way uh (laughs) they can go to a little nudge.com uh or any social media at a little nudge my instagram is hilarious as you know um and then the podcast like you said is called so we met online and you can find that wherever wherever you listen to podcasts Yes. 
Thank you so much for joining me again today. Thank I just you. love, love, love having you on the show and love, love, love your tips as well Aww. when it comes to online dating. Oh, thanks. One day we shall meet in person. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's just get rid of this COVID business. I know, right? and, um, <laughs> and we'll definitely meet in person. Yay. Thanks so much, Erica. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media at Heidi G Spot and check out the website at HeidiGCounseling.com. Join me next time on the G Spot because the world is a better place when there's great sex and relationships.